I am getting ready to present a keynote to a group of business leaders in Calgary, Alberta later this month. As I prepare my signature talk, Lights, Camera, Action, I'm realizing how different the business environment is now compared to when I wrote my book back in 2019. And really, if I was to boil down the biggest change between then and now, I'd say that the magic word is expectations. It is really expectations that have changed, and nowhere is that more noticeable than in how leaders must communicate. And that's what we're talking about today on Experience Leadership. Welcome to Experience Leadership, a podcast that challenges small business owners and entrepreneurs, just like you, to dare to be the exception. Join our host, customer experience expert, Mark Haynes, as he uncovers relevant and timely content to help you script and direct your business and teams to create jaw-dropping experiences your customers and staff deserve. Here is the host of Experience Leadership, author of Lights, Camera, Action, customer experience expert, Mark Haynes. Welcome to today's show. It is so great to have you here. My guest for this episode is International Executive Communications Coach, Marjo Hellman. We will be discussing the skills today's needers need to develop around conscious leadership and magnetic communication. If you stay with us, you'll get a few tips on what it takes to become the next-gen leader and how you can leverage your gift of magnetic communication to support your businesses in a way that matters. If this is your first time with us, I invite you to check out our other episodes. Each one is chock full of information and learnings that you can use to apply to your business today. In these turbulent times, leaders are facing new challenges not knowing where we are headed. This, according to today's guest, is when it's essential to pay attention to what's inside. The next-gen leadership is about being not doing. And that brings us to our question of the day. As you look at the changes in our almost post-pandemic world, what changes are you seeing in your role as a leader? How is it redefining who you are as a leader? If you're watching this live, go ahead and put comments in the comment box. I'd love for you to be part of this conversation. If you're watching the replay, you're watching the playback on this, feel free to put comments. Make sure that you do hashtag it though, hashtag experience leadership, so I can make you part of this conversation as well. As I mentioned, my guest today is an international executive communications coach. She's the CEO and founder of Magnetic Executive Coaching. Marjo's previous work includes Finland Emojis, which is the most successful global PR campaign for Finland to date. Marjo's latest venture, Finnish Flow, coordinates the Finnish business community's presence at the World Economic Forum Week in Davos. At Finnish Flow, Marjo has collaborated with global changemakers such as just some little names, Deepak Chopra, Sanjuri, and Bajark Ingalls. I hope I pronounced that right. I probably butchered it. But what the heck, Marjo, you can correct me. Marjo's clients include Nordic and international corporations, banks, government agencies, telecoms, and tech companies. She is a board member at HBS Tennis and an advisory board member at the Finnish Tennis Association. Marjo has studied theater at University of Surrey, London, and executive presence at Cornell 
and has lived abroad for more than 10 years. She now lives in Helsinki with her family and works globally as an in-demand coach and a beautiful in-demand speaker. Welcome to the show, Marjo. It is so great to have you here. Well, thank you so much, Mark. That was a lovely introduction. <laughs> I have to have to say about those names, though. <laughs> They're difficult. <laughs> yes. And so correct me. What was the name? Bjarke. Bjarke Ingels. That's a Danish name. Wow. He's an architect. Okay. Yes. Yes. I saw his profile and yeah. I realized he was an architect. Yeah. And how do you pronounce yeah. it again, please? Bjarke. Bjarke. But I'm sure he probably, okay. he lives in New York, so it's probably it, Bjarke. So it's been butchered more than I have done. Okay. Fair enough. Hey, but before we get into today's topic... Could you just tell us a little bit about how you serve your clients? Who are your clients and how do you serve them? Well, my clients are mostly leaders and leadership teams. And what I do with them and how I help them, I actually help them become influential, conscious, next-gen leaders by leveraging magnetic communication. So that's what I do. Okay. I mentioned how much the role of leadership has changed since the pandemic. What are you seeing as a challenge that leaders are facing today? Well, one of the, the biggest, like you said earlier, is, is the fact that we haven't really seen this kind of unprecedented change in quite a while. We've had many, many peaceful years. It's been, you know, since 2008 with the financial turmoil, it's been pretty steady. Now we've had the last few years has been nothing but steady. It's been so unpredictable and nobody saw the pandemic come in and uh, we didn't really see that, that we have uh, I'm in Finland, so we have Russia next door. So we didn't really see the the, the, the war in Ukraine coming, and there's um, there's a lot of unprecedented <laughs> unpredictability happening. So of course, this affects companies, and this affects the leaders. You know, how are you supposed to lead your troops? Okay, I'm using a war term now. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a good idea, but how you're leading your company and how you're leading your your people in this turmoil when you are really uncertain about the future as well. So like you said as well, you know, how this pandemic expectations have changed after the pandemic and, and now going forward. So that is really the big thing that I think we are discussing here today. How are leaders able to cope in this situation and, and even thrive? And what are the kinds of skills that they need going forward? That brings up an interesting question. Obviously, leaders have skills. I mean, I have a theory that most leaders are incidental leaders. They got promoted into roles. They were never truly trained as leaders. I think that is the majority, especially in small businesses. But they still had a certain set of skills that they could move their businesses forward. What kind of learnings and what kind of adaptations do they need to make now in order to be successful in this almost pandemic, post-pandemic world? Previously, if you look at any leader basically, and their, their business card, you know, there's, there's the, the fancy title and CEO of so-and-so and this director of so-and-so. And, and previously it was like, okay, so you have the mandates. If you have the director's title, if you have the big, you know, the authority, the title, then that kind of signaled everyone, like he is the one that we have to listen to and he is the one who's the boss and he is the one that we trust. But now it's not like that anymore. So it's the trust has changed so much. When previously this was the case that you kind of bought authority with your title. Now with how leadership is changing, it's actually very interesting that one of the biggest changes is not the digital transformation. It's actually what's happening within companies and within leaders. It's like, how do we perceive trust? Who is trustworthy? Why are we trusting this person 
and not really that person. And this person that we trust is not necessarily always the, the big leader, the, the CEO, but it could be someone else in the company who we think is trustworthy. And why is that? Trust is not based on the things that you do anymore. And this has been studied as well. I think it's Rachel Bosman is the one who she's um, studying trust. You can look her up. So it's not just, I don't make this up. <laughs> so yeah, so trust has actually changed. So previously we had the titles, we had the big boss, and now yes. and, you know, trust can be anywhere. It's more distributed and uh, you don't buy trust by just, you know, doing the boss things, but it's about who you are being. Who you actually are matters more to people than what you do. So then it goes down to actually the personal attributes of the leader. How is this person in tune with his or her internal voice? What is the, the internal side saying? How authentic they are, how empathetic they are, and how compassionate they are. So those are some of the building blocks of this modern day or next-gen leadership as what, how I'd like to describe it. So you go down to your personal attributes and your skills and how you're actually being instead of, you know, just the, the traditional what you're doing. Obviously, you have to have competence. You know, you do have to have competence still, you know, but that's the baseline. That is the requirement. And that is kind of expected if you are a boss or your leader, you have some competence, right? So you can't be a leader unless you, have, you are competent in what you're doing. Right. So that's the thing. But you can't rely on the competence, but you have to have other things, those personal attributes that people love and trust. I think it's really interesting. We heard back in, you know, I think it was Stephen Covey in his uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People talked about moral authority versus formal authority. And you, yeah. so what you're talking about now is that the demand right now and the expectation is that there's a lot more moral authority. Um, even if you do have the the big title on the bottom of your business card, people are still looking for moral authority more than they're looking for formal authority, which ties into kind of this trend that I'm seeing which is this idea that we've gone from transactional relationships to more in-depth personal relationships. And I think it's interesting that we're really seeing that the tide is really raising both those boats. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I like the, the way how you described it, that transactional relationships are kind of the thing of the past. And, and something good that came out of the pandemic, I think it's actually that the, we value human connection a lot more nowadays. And, uh, it's very special when we actually get together and how work has changed lately. It's like we don't get together anymore necessarily every day since we are so used to teleworking and, and distant working. So we don't re necessarily go to the office every day, but when we do, it's much more meaningful. So we don't actually spend time working next to each other like, like, like we robots. used to. You know, <laughs> we went to the office, but we didn't really communicate, you know, so we would sit right. in the same office and we are, you know, supposedly you know, working together, but we are not really, we're just sitting there in the office and, and then we say, okay, it's four o'clock, I'm going home. So that's not really human connection. That's not really, you know, building relationships. But now when we actually go to the office, we see each other, it's more valuable. We actually spend time together. We talk to each other. So we do the, the grind at home. You know, we do the actual work. We can do it at home by ourselves. But when we go to the office, we have meetings, we actually spend time not on these like transactional relationships, but actually spending time building genuine, real relationships with um, between them and the leaders and, and the teams. So I think it's uh, actually a good change. I think the next phase of that is for leaders to figure out what, when people are in the office, how do they engineer kind of creative 
collisions among their their people so that we can get more innovative thinking and more things happening. It was happening before the pandemic hit. And to some people, they were saying this is the death of those creative collisions because we were sitting everybody on Zoom. But at the same token, to your point, Zoom created something for us as leaders. And that was that we were able to see people in their homes. We were able to see people in their environments. And all of a sudden, people became more people. They weren't just employees anymore. Yeah. They became people. And to and now we're taking those people and now we're saying, let's create those relationships and make it deeper mm. and more, more in-depth. At the beginning, I mentioned this phrase, conscious leadership. This might be a new kind of a new terminology for some people out there. Could you define what conscious leadership is? Well, it's actually, it sounds complicated, but it's really not. So you have to think about business or leadership that is good for all people and good for the planet. That's it. So that's the simplified term. And, uh, and I love it because that's, that's what it's all about. So it's not really that difficult. You, you create business and you create business results that are not harming any people and are not, not harming the environment. So basically that's conscious business. And conscious leadership then is also these same things. But how I described it earlier is it's also the, the more personal things, your empathy, your, your skills in empathy and how empathetic you are and how authentic you are being and who you are being. We're going back to that again, <laughs> who you are being instead of what you're doing when you are a leader. So sure. that's it. That's the that's that in a nutshell. We have so many different generations of leaders in the workplace now. Some people might be looking at this and they go, conscious leadership, that's all just woo-woo stuff. When it comes down <laughs> to this idea of being the next-gen leader, this this mm -hmm. having conscious leadership, this idea of communicating in a magnetic way, are there any myths that we should be aware of? Well, one myth, it's, it comes down to communication. It's like some people still think that, you know, communication is just like an added bonus. You know, it's uh, it's not really necessary and yeah, we have this communication department. They send press releases and, you know, that's our communication done, sorted. <laughs> but really, communication is the glue that keeps everything together. And you can't really do anything good in the world without great communication. You can't lead your team. <laughs> you can't sell your products. You can't communicate all the good that you're doing in the world and how the kind of progress that you're making. For example, in your sustainability goals, you can't do anything unless you are a great communicator. So communication is actually the most valuable leadership tool that we have. So it's not just that something that it's, it's an afterthought. It has to be right at the core of what you're doing. And also one, one of the key things is, as well is that we often forget that everything that the company does is communication and everything a leader does is communication. So it's not just someone else's job, you know, some person who does communication, but it's all our job to be communicators. Love it. I'd love mm -hmm. to jump into some tips maybe that we can bring forward to the audience. Sure. And we'll do that right after this. When the spotlight shines on your business, are customers applauding or yawning? In other words, how is your business performing? 
make your business a star with the new book, Lights, Camera, Action, Business Operational Excellence Through the Lens of Live Theater by Mark Haim. Mark uses his business and acting experience to help you see your business like a live show so you can create a performance your customers will never forget. Buy Lights, Camera, Action today at your favorite online retailer or directly at markhain.com. Welcome back. I am speaking with the fabulous Marjo Hellman. My goodness, this is just so much information and, and so such huge value. Marjo, I'd like to define what magnetic communication is. How does it differ from how we've communicated in the past? Well, like the word says, magnets. <laughs> magnetic <laughs> is something that is pulling towards rather than pushing away. You know, So when you communicate in a way that draws people in, that people actually want to listen to you. So this is the basis of great leadership is that people actually want to follow you. They want to follow your vision. They are excited to come to work every day and work towards that vision and the goals that the company has. And unless you are a magnetic communicator, you can't do that. So then you go back to the old traditional leadership style, which is the kind of ordering people to listen to you forcing people to listen to you, using your title as a mandate to, to force people to listen to you because you are the authority in the company. So magnetic communication is everything that uh, a conscious leader and the next-gen leader needs going forward. It's interesting that you say that. I just had a conversation with a leader who keeps falling back on the, you have to listen to me, I'm your boss. And when I pulled him aside and I pointed out, I said, you know, whenever anybody says that, it's because they've lost control and they're desperately trying to regain that authority. And so as much as you might be the CEO or the manager or the department head or whatever, using those frames really shows a real sign of weakness. Is there any tools that somebody could use to define where they are within the scope of whether or not they're old school communicators versus this new magnetic communicator? I would say it's... Like self-reflection is a very important tool for all of us. <laughs> it's like, what kind of feedback are we getting? And do we often end up in those kinds of conversations we, when we have to use sentences like what you just said? You know, you have to listen to me because I'm your mom. You have to listen to me because I'm your, <laughs> I'm your boss. I'm your whatever. You know, that is the, the old style. So if you see and if you hear yourself using these kinds of sentences all the time, then you really need to look at the way you communicate with your people and especially how much you pay attention to when they are speaking to you and when they are in connection with you. Are you listening properly? Are you really trying to understand what they're saying? Like actually, conscious leader is someone who can kind of see themselves in this, this other person. Like where is this person really coming from? What do I need to hear and learn that I'm not, I haven't heard or, or learned previously and really concentrate on in that kind of active listening way. And that's tough for some people if you are so used to just like telling people what to do. And also one thing is to let go. You have to evaluate how you see trust. You know, what is the basis of trust for you? You know, how do you trust people or do you not trust people? It's very human thing and we we are different kinds of humans and some people believe that you have to prove to me to be trustworthy you have to do certain things and say certain things so then you can 
then, then you're trustworthy to me. But then there's the, the other kind of people who believe there is always trust. The trust is there already, but you can break the trust. You know, I trust you. Inherently, I trust you from the day one. But then you can do certain actions and you can, you can, if you really screw up, then I might not trust you anymore. So it's really like, how you, how do you see the world? Like, what is your view of the world? How do you see trust? And really think about that as well. Like, which kind of person are you? Do you generally trust people or do you generally distrust people? And that is a good basis for, you know, learning about yourself and your communication style as well. I would say that maybe the, the kind of the more modern way of looking at trust is like you have the trust to begin with. You don't have to prove to me that you're trustworthy. I trust you as a leader. I trust you. I, I trust my people. Everyone in this company do the great work. I don't need to micromanage. I can trust them to be at home, working at home, come to the office twice a week. I trust them to do this thing. And that, that is the leadership of today. But then, of course, we have some, some people still and, and leaders who, who start from the distrust. You know, you have to prove to me constantly. And then little by little, I start trusting you. So just really kind of be really honest with yourself. Like how, how do you see people and humanity in, and, and then start um, working from there? For the people, you know, we've done episodes on trust before because trust is such a huge, such a huge topic. Mm -hmm. The whole perception of being trustworthy. I mean, we're in political environments where trustworthiness has always come into question. And the contentions that we have is always, you know, is this person trying to manipulate me or are they being honest? And, and so this idea of moving forward with this trust idea for somebody who self-evaluates and says, you know what, I... I don't like people working from home because I don't trust that they will do the work or I don't I don't trust that without my presence that they're going to do what I tell them to do. What is the first step that they need to do in order to start shaking themselves out of this mindset that the world is inherently distrustful? That's a really good point because some of these behaviors that we have they're not born overnight, right. you know. So they take many years to build. You know, and it's it's really hard to let go of the things that are so dear to you. Yeah, <laughs> you or, know, like or behaviors beliefs. that you that yeah, are inbred. Or behaviors that, yeah, exactly. So it's really hard to let go of them, and and especially when it gets really stressful and and going gets tough. That's what you 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 kind of go back to the old ways. You know, you you yeah. you all of a sudden you realize you've made all this progress, and then that really hits the fan. And then you're all of a sudden like, oh my God, I'm going back to my old ways again. So don't worry about it too much. You know, like just do your best baby steps. You don't have to be all of a sudden like, oh, I'm this enlightened <laughs> leader now, you know, because I've, I've had these beliefs for so long and this is how I've I manage people and this is how I do things. But just pay attention. Try little things like, for example, if you have distrust, if, you, if you're thinking, okay, so maybe people don't perform when they are at at work. So the first thing, thing you can do is just um, say that, hey, you don't have to, you know, report to me all the time, but, you know, just let me know if you need any help at the end of the day, for example, see, you know, how, how you've been doing with, with your things today and if you need my help, you know, so you kind of let them know that you are there to help them, not to micromanage them. So if they need help, and they, they will then communicate to you like, hey, say, you know, this is what I did today. It's all going smoothly. Thanks for offering, you know, 
great see you in two days or whatever so that that you know people are communicating and you're doing it in a nice way and then you notice that the results are going to be great as well and but you still get what you want you still get them to report to you but in a in a kind of nicer way <laughs> it is trusting with accountability isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is all making perfect sense. Marjo, for people who this is resonating with, if they want to reach out to you and get some advice, how can they get in touch with you? Well, you can go to my that my website. Okay. That's the well, I actually have two. <laughs> one is my name, MarioHelman.com. And then the other one is magneticexecutive.com. And on both of those sites you can you can get in touch with me. And also I'm on LinkedIn with okay. my name. <laughs> Instagram. I don't really use Twitter that much, but I'm there as well. So pretty much everywhere. Just uh, type in Mario Hellman and I'm sure you'll be able to be in touch. And uh, and also what I'm offering to all your, your listeners and your, your all your viewers is that you can have a 30-minute free consultation and right. a chat with me. So if you book a call, then I can help you with, with some of the, the issues that you might have with communication or with your leadership. Wonderful. Uh, so, and you can book that on either of my sites. Terrific. So and the links yeah. are in the show notes, so do reach out. Yes. When we think about this idea of the next generation leaders, obviously we have leaders, we have leaders of leaders. Typically we are top down. A lot of what you've been talking mm -hmm. about now has been kind of more of this universal kind of bubble of inclusion. However, mm -hmm. you know, when we're coaching our next generation leaders, are there any tips that you can bring forward that would help encourage the behaviors required to be this next generation leader? Well, yeah. So if you, if you look at the world as it is today, you can't really lead a company, or you can, but you might end up not having the company anymore in 20, 30, 40 or years Or five time. years, yeah. Exactly, so even five years' time. So that is really the key here. So it's to kind of ramp up the, the leadership skills and also the, um, the, the way you look at the world. And going forward to conscious leadership and, and next generation leadership, I actually have to also clarify why I call it next generation leadership. It's got nothing to do with your age. So you can be a next gen leader even if you're 70. You know, it's just about your attitude. So it's not just that you're a next gen leader when you're 20 and you're inheriting a company or a position. So it's just that you can be a next gen leader. It's about the, the attitude and your skills and how you look at the world. I like to call that next-gen leadership because it's a, it's a beautiful way of describing it. But yeah, so what I think are the essentials, and I've worked with leaders for many years. I've been an entrepreneur for nearly three years, coaching executives and leaders all around the world to communicate better. And so what I've noticed in this time is that how business has changed. And business is actually going forward to things that's what we call conscious leadership is that there are certain building blocks that I think all companies have to kind of, you know, take more seriously now if you want to exist in, in the 10, 30, 40, 50, even five years' time, maybe. So there are some things that you can start looking into pretty much now, and then you can be one of the pioneers. So one thing that has been around for quite a while now is sustainability, and we, we all know what that is. And also, you mentioned diversity, equity, inclusion. That is something that all leaders have to be aware of and build teams and be beware of their own uh, prejudices as well. So that's something that that is, if, if you call it a skill set, that is something that you can start looking into. So sustainability, diversity, equity, inclusion, that is 
one block. And then another thing is that we live in in an age that is is going to be massively changed through technology. And so you, if you want to be the next gen leader that I'm talking about, be wise to look into emerging technologies as well. And for example, Metaverse and what that can do for your business and how you could be uh, involved in that. Um, that's going to change massively how we work and how we learn and how we function as humans. We have different realities where we're going to be. So that's going to be really exciting for many companies and for many brands, especially. especially. So look into that if you're not there already. And then the third one, I, I see this as a triangle. So the third one is conscious leadership that we've talked about today. So build your empathy skills and your listening skills and your communication skills and, and think about your business as altogether a conscious business, which means that make sure that it's uh, good for the planet, good for people, for all people, not harming the environment or your people or any other people in the world either. So l- look at that. And, and then what ties all of this together beautifully is communication, it's magnetic communication. So the last step is to really make sure that you're a great communicator and you, you believe in human connection. Because human connection is everywhere, even in metaverse, it's human connection. So you're still going to need it. <laughs> Love it. I'd, for those people who are watching this and wanting to, to shake things up and get started, I'd like to talk about some cautionaries. And we'll get to that right after this. Attention, meeting and event planners. Is your company or association planning a live or virtual conference, seminar, staff retreat? Are you looking for a fresh, energetic perspective on what it takes to put on a jaw-dropping experience for your customers or staff? Book customer experience expert Mark Hain for your next group event. Past participants have said, Mark kept us in stitches while teaching us how important and powerful actually designing our customer experience can be. Read more testimonials and find out how Mark can serve you and your group at markhain.com. That's M-A-R-C-H-A-I-N-E.com. I am speaking with CEO and founder of Magnetic Executive Coaching, Marjo Hellman. Marjo, Well, first of all, as you can tell, Marjo and I are passionate about serving business owners and managers just like you. If you're listening to this and watching this and are thinking, good golly, Mark and Marjo, I need to train my leaders. Feel free to reach out for a quick discovery call. Marjo has offered a 30-minute free discovery call to help you out to pick her brain. That's so super valuable. All the contact info is in the show notes. And again, if you belong to an association and you think that what we're talking about today would make a really good breakout session or a keynote at an upcoming industry conference, do reach out, let us know. Marjo, as we go into this, I always am, I've known a lot of business owners who will come up with new information and all of a sudden it becomes the, it becomes the policy of the month. And it's like, we're going to have to communicate better now. We're going to do everything. (laughs) As people start thinking about this triangle that you've created, these kind of three building blocks, what are are some cautionaries? What are some things people should be aware of if they want to start implementing some of this into their businesses, into their leadership styles, into their leadership teams? I think you really have to... Think about it as a, like not just the next big thing or not just something that is a fad, but it's actually, you know, think about your reason for existing and how you're going to exist 
in the new world and in the new era. And you can always make the change. You know, if you notice that your company hasn't been so great in embracing a new technology and hasn't been that great in communicating, hasn't been that great in sustainability or, or diversity, you can always change. But don't change everything just at once and make sure that it's really in the company. You know, it has to be in company strategy. Otherwise, it's not going to it's not going to fly. So you actually have to go all the way to next time you're, you're creating a strategy. You take these on board and you start discussing with people, with your people and with the leadership team and with the board. These are the things that you feel are important going forward. And which ones are we going to tackle first? Which, are, which ones are we going to, which ones do we believe in, in this company? So it really has to start from a strong belief in changing and strong belief. And you have to have the, the in, in, a, in a strategy level. Otherwise, it's not really going to, It's then it's just going to be one of those things. Hey, this month we concentrate on communication. Next month we concentrate on sustainability. It has to be a strategic, strategic choice for your company. That makes so much more sense because what you've just basically painted is this idea that this is all about intentionality of what you want to create. And, you know, Simon Sinek's Start With Why is a good starting point for people who might be watching this thinking, how do I start this? This idea of why are you doing what you're doing? I've mentioned many times that I've, I've met with business owners who seem to be super complacent about what they're doing in their business. And they seem to be down. They've been so busy working in their business that they stopped working on their business. And an interesting thing happens when I speak with people and I say, so how did you get started? And all of a sudden their eyes light up. Yeah. And it's like, where was that <laughs> for the last few years? Where was exactly. that passion? And so, it, so to your point, this idea of going back to why are we doing what we're doing? is really a good step. But again, I think to your point as well, this should be a team effort. Not it, This should not be, I'm the boss, I'm going to define this. Nope, absolutely, because it's not going to fly. And think about one good thing that has to also be there is the company values. We sometimes think that the values is just something that a marketing agency has come up with. <laughs> but, but really, if you want to be a conscious business, then the values are extra important because the values are at the core of your existence. What kind of a world do we believe in? What kind of humanity do we believe in? What do we want to accomplish in the world? What kind of world are we? do we want to leave behind or build through this company? So values are very, very important. It goes well with the, the purpose. We, we talk about company purpose a lot, company mission, company purpose, your why. That has to be crystal clear and also company values, because that also is so important. Uh, many companies are now, now fighting over people. You know, we, we need talent. Yes. Many companies around the world need more talent. So how do you get the most talented people to work for you? Well, they want to buy the values that they believe in. And if you never communicate your values, and if you don't bring up the values, and if you, even if you don't have any values, then that's going to be really tough for all the people who potentially want to work with you because they want to know the values, especially young people today. They want to work for companies whose values they believe in. So values are super important today. And make sure that you have everyone in the company, as much people in the company as possible, involved in your strategy work and also in when you discuss your values because everyone in the company should know the values. Everyone in the company should know what is my little piece, even if I'm the, the cleaner in the company? How am I? How is my work benefiting the bigger vision that this company has? So that's why it's 
absolutely super important that everybody in a, in a company knows the values and knows the strategy. And that comes down to communication and your leadership skills. Absolutely. See, it's all full circle, isn't it? You know, it's interesting, this idea about the values, because it's not only just having them on a poster, but you need some mechanism to be able to test against those values. So that I think Stephen Covey, again, I'm referring back to Stephen Covey back in 1980s, talked about this idea of true north, that your values really should be this true north and you're testing against it. Do you have any tips on how people can test against their defined values to make sure that they're walking the talk? You often feel discomfort <laughs> if you're doing against your values, right? So you can even think about your own values. You know, what are your values? If you say you value your top priority is your family, but then you always spend time at work in the evening, uh, you on your laptop and you don't see your kids going to bed because you're on your laptop. So is that really your number one, one value? So you have to really look, you know, look into that and be honest, you know, because that is not your top value and your top priority at the moment because you're not, you know, really there. Your top priority is work. So then the same in, in company, you know, if one of the values is, for example, freedom. And then every time a person says, you know, can I have a few days off or can I work from home? Or, you know, my child is uh, sick, I need a day off. And you're like, nope, you can't, no, you can't, you have to be here. Or I don't trust you if you're going to be working at home. Then you're not really, <laughs> you know, that is not a company value that you should have because you don't really believe in freedom. Yes. You believe in something else. So it's discomfort. That's yes. something that comes out of when you're going against your values. And so take an honest look. And I think to what you talked about today, if you have high trust work environments where you're trustworthy, mm -hmm. your staff are trustworthy, you have this magnetic communication model where you are open to communication. That means that you then can create open accountabilities. So even if you are the boss, you have the ability for people to call you out when you're not living your true value, yeah. because we all will fall down, yeah. right? And do it in yeah, such a way exactly. that it's safe, that it's a safe space. This has been such a great topic. Do you have any last thoughts about what we've been talking about today? Something that we haven't covered today that you think is important or something to highlight that you think people should be walking away with today? So if one thing that you can start with is, is the communication piece, because that's really where everything starts and it starts from you, you know, and you're responsible. You know, sometimes we are like, okay, he said this and I got really upset. It's her fault that I am having a bad day. But it's really like, you know, it really starts with you. <laughs> you know, you decide your feelings. You decide how you want to come across. You decide, you know, how you if, how you want to present yourself. So you get to decide. So really pay attention to how you're showing up as a leader and take an honest look. If I'm not really, you know, am I a good listener? No. Okay, so maybe I start doing that. Uh, am I clear in my message, in my communication? Do I know what I want to say? Well, not necessarily. Do I hate public speaking? Do I hate talking to my people? If so, get help, get a coach. <laughs> you know, so it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very basic and there's always help. And, you know, Mark, myself, I think one of the key things for everyone and for me, I have a coach. So if that's something that you are, you don't even have to be stuck, but someone, a pair of external eyes <laughs> makes you see a lot clearer and helps you with your clarity. So that's something that I would like to highlight, not just to, to say that, you know, by my services, not at all, but just get an external 
pair of eyes, whether it's an external coach or a covert worker, someone you trust and ask for, you know, honest feedback, you know, how are you showing up? I love it. And then start from there. Yeah. I love it. The whole idea we've done episodes on coaches before and the importance of having coaches Mm -hmm. and not just one coach, but having coaches specific for specific development things that you'd like to see. Marjo, thank you so much for sharing your passion and your expertise with us today. Could you remind everybody just one more time how they can get a hold of you? Yes, of course. So go to my website. It's (laughs) mariohelman.com. You can see my name there. So if you have problems with spelling it. So yeah, mariohelman.com and also magneticexecutive.com. So very easy. And just book your your free introductory call. I'd love to hear from you and get to know you better. And then we can take it from there. And if you have any issues, you can come up with those issues. (laughs) We can talk about those when we talk and I, I may be able to help you within that 30 minutes as well already. And then you can also get, when you log on to my, when you go to Magnetic Executive, no, MarioHelman.com, sorry. When you go there, you can you can get a free PDF, which is seven steps for instance, magnetic communication. So just get that, you know. What a great first step. Great first step. <laughs> and I'm going to apologize for mispronouncing your name the whole time, Mario. Again, I something I should have clarified before we started the podcast. I've been calling you Marjo all this time, and it's Mario. <laughs> yes, call me whatever. I've, I've heard so many different variations of my name. You won't believe. Uh, I bet. You know, so it's, it's Mario mostly. How you actually say it in Finnish is Mario. You have to roll the R Mario. like in Spanish. Nice. Mario. Mario. So it's actually Mario Hellman. Nice. But most people call me Mario, so it's like Super Mario. I kind of like it. <laughs> This has been brilliant. Thank you so much for making time for us today and sharing your passion, your expertise. This has been brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Why don't you let me know if this was of value to you? As always, my offer stands. If you would like 30 minutes of my time to brainstorm your business with you and your team, feel free to book yourself on my online calendar. The link is in the show notes. It's the one marked meetwith.com markhain.com. It would be my absolute pleasure to be of service. While you're at it, why don't you go ahead and leave a comment or a review about this episode? I'd love to get your feedback. Was this of value to you? Do you have any other topics as a leader, as an emerging leader, as a middle manager leader, as a business owner that you would like covered on this podcast? I'd love to hear from you. My name is Mark Hain. I hope that you stay safe. I hope that you stay healthy and I hope you dare to be the exception. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for joining us this week on Experience Leadership. Make sure you visit markhain.com for a full directory of available episodes. While you're at it, if you found today's content valuable, please share it and tell your friends about the show. As Mark says, knowledge is power but only if you share it. Be sure to tune in each week for the newest episode. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception. Mm -hmm.